Today marks the beginning of Advent, the first of four Sundays leading up to the birth of Christ. On the first Sunday, we light the candle of hope, which represents the candle of prophecy. The second Sunday, we light the candle of peace, which represents the candle of Bethlehem, the house of bread. The third Sunday, we light the candle of joy. It's the shepherd's candle. The fourth Sunday, we light the candle of love, and it's the angel's candle. And I'm so excited to take this journey with you the next four weeks. But today is the first Sunday of Advent, and it's really a season of waiting. First, the celebration of Christmas, and second, the celebration of the second coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to Christmas Day, but I'm also looking forward to the great day of the coming of the Lord. And this is when you and I, we remember that 2,000 years ago, God fulfilled His promise to send His Son into the world, born of a virgin, to save us from eternal damnation. And everyone who is willing to place their trust in Him, they shall be saved. See, Jesus, truly God and truly man, He lived among us, Emmanuel, God with us, and he showed us in word and deed that the true faith of our Father is pure love. He died on a cross. He offered his whole life as reparation of our sins, taking our punishment upon his sinless body so that we who are sinful can be clothed in righteousness and holiness. And when he rose from the dead, he preceded us in heaven. And he is ready to welcome us when we journey from here to there. Whether it be at the rapture or whenever we take our last breath, it doesn't matter. We are going to be with him forever. And this is what Advent is all about. It reminds us that Jesus, who ascended to heaven, will someday descend back to earth to redeem both the dead and the living who continue to live in faith and obedience to his will. Would you agree the message of the gospel is very clear? You and I, we have to keep watch. Matthew 13, 33 tells us to keep watch because we do not know the day or the hour in which Jesus will come. His return will be likened to that of a man traveling abroad and he leaves his servants in charge, each with his own work to do. See, we have to work while it is day because night is coming when we can no longer work. And when he comes back, it will be suddenly. And my prayer is is that he will not find us sleeping. Instead, may he find us serving. And I want to punctuate this point today because Jesus is coming back, yes, but he's coming back suddenly, and we can't be asleep. No, we have to be serving. Tis the season to serve. We must be watchful so that at Jesus' second coming or at the hour of our death, whatever which one comes first, we have to be ready to face our Father, and to give an account of everything that we have said and done. Because we will stand before Him. And what will our life song 
sing? What will we offer him? What will we throw out his feet? While others are out spreading fear of the Lord's coming, our attitude, on the contrary, should be that of calm, peaceful anticipation. See, we wait for the joyful expectation that better things are coming our way, but our waiting is not passive. Our waiting is active, persevering in doing our part to advance God's kingdom in the world, even in the ordinary chores of everyday life, not only in the Advent, but all the time. Let us bear this message in mind. Two words, keep watch. Matthew 24, 42, therefore keep watch because you do not know when the Lord will come. Matthew 26, 41, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation today for the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak. Micah 7, 7, but as for me, I will watch in hope for the Lord. I will wait for God my Savior and he will hear me. See, we've got to keep watch. The word Advent means expectation. What Advent accomplishes in this season is this. It creates a sense of hope. Today, we're going to light a candle of hope in our hearts. Why? Because the Lord is coming. He's always coming. Friend, when you have ears to hear and eyes to see, you can recognize Him at any moment in your momentary life. Life is Advent. Life is recognizing the coming of the Lord in everyday life. It is the beautiful task of Advent that awakens in us all of the memories of God's goodness and thus opens the door to hope. And if you're honest, you would agree that all of us were in prison. We were in a prison cell of sin, and in that cell we awaited, even if we didn't understand in the moment. We were waiting for something in hope. Because we knew that we were completely dependent on the fact that the door of freedom had to be opened from the outside. An outside source of power. After some pondering on this reality, I thought this is not a bad picture of Advent. It's actually a perfect picture of Advent. As we wait, greater things are coming today. So I have to ask this Christmas when Christ comes, will he find in you a warm heart? I think so, for this is our hope. May we mark the season of Advent by loving and serving others with God's own love. This is what Christmas is all about. Mother Teresa said, during Advent we occupy our greatest longings We are longing to see this Christmas. What are you longing to see this Christmas? It's not the gifts around the tree. It's rather who is around the tree. And I don't know who I'm talking to today, but hope is a powerful thing. What does hope say? Hope says to hold on to God's promises every day. H-O-P. P-E, hope, 
Hold on to God's promises every day. See, optimism and hope are two radically different things. Optimism is the expectation that things, the weather, human relationship, the economy, the current political situation, and so on, will get better. However, on the contrary, biblical hope is the trust that God will fulfill His promises to us in a way that leads us to true freedom. See, optimists, they speak about concrete changes in the future. However, the person of hope lives in the moment with the knowledge and the trust that all of life is in good hands, no matter what. Are you with me? We have to trust that all of our life is in God's hands. I'm not an optimist. I'm a man full of hope today. And we're going to light that candle. I know who my God is and I know what his word says. Therefore, I will rejoice this Christmas season. So I want to encourage you today as we light the candle of hope to look up. If your gaze is fixed on the earth, look up. For those who are spellbound by the little events and changes on the face of the earth, look up. If you've turned away from heaven disappointed today, look up. No matter what it is, if your eyes are heavy with tears and maybe depression, if you're crying over the fact that the earth seems to be falling apart, look up. If you're burdened with guilt and shame, look up. Because your redemption, this is why, because your redemption is drawing nigh. Look up, and when you do, something different will happen to you. Something will change the way you see every day. Just trust me. Look up. God is coming. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. Do you have hope? One who has hope lives differently, and I want to be different. Same Jesus, different me. Somebody gave me a sweatshirt the other day with these words on the front. It said, same Jesus, different me. And I wore it on Thanksgiving. Same Jesus, different Christmas. I don't know about you, but I want a Christmas that whispers Jesus. This is the first Sunday of Advent, and this is the expectation of my heart. As we light the candle of hope, may we hear the whispers of Jesus. Are you expecting? Brennan Manon said, into this world, this demented inn in which there is absolutely no room for him, especially in the 21st century, Christ will still come. If you invite him, I can hear the Lord saying today, make room, make room, make room, make room for me to move. Thomas Merton said the season of Advent means there is something on the horizon, the likes of which we have never seen. What is possible if if you can't see it, if you miss it, to turn just as it brushes right past you? And when you begin to grasp, what is this 
I miss. Just like Moses in the cleft of the rock watching God's back fade in the distance that day. You say, I should have sat, lingered, tarried, pondered, waited, beheld, wondered, indeed, in the Advent season, there's not time for running, for rushing, for worry, for pushing. For now, sit and stay, for something is coming. Even now, it's on the way. Jan Richardson said, Advent is the time to listen for footsteps. You can't hear footsteps when you are running yourself Bill McKidden said, this Advent, we look to the wise men to teach us where to focus our attention. We set our sights on things above, where God dwells. And this is my prayer today. When this journey ends and we reach the place where Jesus lay, may we, like the wise man, fall down on our knees, prostrate, and adore him as one and only King. Mark Zimmerman said, let us approach Christmas with an expectant hush rather than a last-minute rush. So how do you do this? How do you make Advent meaningful? How do we light a candle of hope in our heart as we embark on this journey the next four weeks? Just a few quick things. Grab a short Advent Bible study to refocus the next few weeks. Use it for family devotion at night. Slow down. Number two, you can light a candle at dinner as a reminder that Christ is coming. I think I'm going to do this. I'm going to light a candle. It's just a, a reminder. A reminder. It, it's simple. As I sit down with my kids, we can, we can light a candle before we pray. You can keep a daily gratitude list in your journal or phone. You can go around the table at night and share what you're thankful for. This is a great way. It's a great reminder. Number four, you can work through the Christmas story during your daily Bible reading. You can actually do this chronologically. I love to read the Christmas story in chronological order. I think I recorded a podcast last year that you could pull up and you could actually listen to it. I like it this way. Number five, you can start off the season by giving to someone less fortunate or maybe your favorite nonprofit. Tis the season to serve and tis the season to give. Number six, just make some extra space for God, whatever that looks like. Go for a ride. Go look at Christmas lights. Go to community Christmas celebrations to stay in the spirit. Go to the parade. Go to church. Do all of these things. Just stay in the Spirit during this Advent season. Number six, make plans to pray every day. Everybody say hope. Jesus Christ is the hope of heaven. And we pray that as you wait in persistent, passionate, pure expectation for the coming of a king, as we celebrate the greatest day when, when God stepped down off of his throne and into our home. Can you believe that the God of the universe would come and, 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 and 
God in skin, and he would live, and he would die a criminal's death so that we could live. I don't know about you, but this just, it humbles me. This holiday season, may we not forget the reason for the season. So this is the first week. We're lighting the candle of hope, and I pray that you would have a great week. God bless you and your family. In Jesus' name. This program was made possible by the generous partners and friends of Chance Walters Ministries International. Until next time, we are on the Revival Road. For more information, download our free ministry app or go to our website at www.chancewalters.org.